Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Goldstein. I'm Lisa Chenu. And today we are joined by a very special guest. She is the host of the Business Witch podcast. She has a course by the same name and is a feminist, intersectional, mission-driven coach helping business witches and mystical minds everywhere. Uh, Give it up for Kara Kovacs. That was such a great introduction. Thank you. Thank you. you. <laughs> I, I very much enjoyed that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. Julia's really good at introductions. I will say like that is, you know how that Sag can gas, gas up any. I'm fanning any, the flames, any, baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt like it was a Libra rising thing, to be honest. I was okay. like, I was so complimentary. I want to bat my eyelashes at you. <laughs> either they're sextiling and yeah i was like they're sextiling they're gassing each other and <laughs> fanning the flames of everyone else around me i hope <laughs> what a gift how welcome. are you yeah, yeah welcome. what is your we're peek behind the curtain we're flying high off new moon times i know mm-hmm. this will be posted a little bit later but want to you know people know about time stance what what has been your astro life of late i mean i have venus is retrograding through my first house and stevie knows this i like on an impulse was like maybe i should pierce my nose and funnily enough the hole that i had pierced in it 10 years ago when i was in college was still open and they were like (laughs) we could just we'll put an earring right in it so i feel like it was very venus retrograde in the first house to re-get a nose ring that i didn't really have to pierce Yes. (laughs) Secret holes. I was like, that's best, best case scenario. (laughs) They were like, I'm sorry, are you just shopping for a nose ring? (laughs) (laughs) Which the markup on nose rings is insane. I just have Mm -hmm. to say, like, it's like a baby earring. Like it's, I know it's real gold, but it probably takes like $25 $25 to manufacture and the markup is ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's because you're on site at the, you know, they know that you you came in there to get it and you're not leaving. Mm-hmm. Odds are without it. I think I found Thanks. secret holes during a mercury retrograde. I have to look back at which mercury. I found like a bunch of like DIY piercings I did all up and down my ear and they were all open, which I didn't Whoa. know. And I have a cartilage earring again after years of it not being a thing for me <laughs> wow explore your holes during retrograde is the real, the real i hope that's certain what... holes certain holes let's leave the pee hole out of this <laughs> oh yeah i mean no, unless it's... no i'm just kidding. i mean unless... just, be, just be mindful okay <laughs> be careful i wasn't expecting to go into holes so quickly but hey you know here we are that's what that's what's your sign, baby. <laughs> Just down a different kind of rabbit hole. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're always always going down a hole. Um <laughs> I love it. I love it. I feel like the I I feel like this new moon has been just I don't I can't speak for everyone, obviously. And apologies if you've had a absolute shit week, but I feel like people just have been in kind of just like better moods or it's been better than expected for for a lot of people. Mm. Mm. You know, what's been funny, too, this week, it happened to me twice. I went to see Regina Spector one of the best concerts I've been to. She was amazing. But as I was walking into the stadium, 
or the amphitheater or whatever it's called. I was like, I'm going to run into somebody I know. I wonder who it is. And then sitting behind me at the show was my mom's best friend's daughter, like directly behind me. And then two days later, I went to see Les Mis with my partner. And I was like, I'm going to run into somebody I know. There's no way that's going to happen again. Like all of this was an internal process. And like two seconds later, I was standing in front of this guy in the neighborhood that I run into all the time. But it just happened twice in two days. And I had like a psychic inkling about it. And then there it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're what? still, maybe it's because we're still, and I know this will be out in your season of Virgo, but I do think there's something in the Leo sunshininess of just like, isn't that life? You know, like there's something very like, ain't that life? Just you go out and wow, there's there's people out there and, and not in like a coincidence and magic can't happen. But I think that, of course, like we're we're out and wild and like um, it'd be weird not to. So I think even open your up your mind to letting people from your past or people you might know or, or in periphery in is also a way to also magnetize them in further. Mm. That was very stoner boner, but mm-hmm. I hope something <laughs> well, that, of that made sense. That feeling of like, if I'm feeling this, then someone else is probably feeling this too. And mm-hmm. I, I'm feeling called to go out. I'm feeling in a like more generous mood. And so like, instead of, instead of assuming you're the old, not, not that you're making these assumptions either, but going like, oh yeah, someone else is feeling that way too. And we're meeting together and that's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Before maybe we get to Astro, I think a thing, especially when we first met Kara, which we met through a friend of the pod, Kira, the group chat gets so hard with Kara and Kira. I'm like, met Kara through Kira, the astrology. (laughs) And I remember, I mean, we've talked about first meeting and coaching, the coaching industry. I know you talk about a lot on your podcast. So, you know, go over to Kara's podcast and listen to all that. But I'm just curious for maybe anyone who is a mystic, person maybe they do it for recreation or business or both but like what what do you what is it and what isn't it and like maybe Mm -hmm. like very simple Mm -hmm. terms for people who I know like I get I think coaching okay I'll I'll stop talking but coaching definitely has like a certain irk and I think we've talked about it anyways Laura's yours (laughs) yeah I think uh anybody who feels like coaching has a certain irk that that's coming from a real place I think I'll share like a little bit about how I got into it combined with what it is. Like, I think that they weave into each other. Mm -hmm. I went to grad school for social work. I was at NYU and I had this realization. I was like 24. Oh, I'm spending $60,000 a year for a job. That's going to pay me $45,000 a year. And I live in a city that at that time I was paying $1,700 a month in rent, which was astronomical to a 24 year old. And I was just like, holy shit, this like math does not add up. Like I'm going to be paying off student debt and living below the poverty line to like do this job for the next several decades. Mm -hmm. And I dropped out of grad school because of it. Cause I was just like, I can't, I can't afford to be a social worker. Now you can have a private practice and like, you can continue to build uh, revenue in that way. But for me, yeah, the math just didn't add up. And I have a stellium in Virgo in my second house. I like making money. I also like, like buying whatever I want. Like for me, money is the tool. Freedom is like the goal to just Mm -hmm. not have to feel stressed about that kind of thing. And so coaching was an industry that there is a big promise of wealth accumulation that I think is actually a false promise. Because if you look at the statistics, 
less than 1% of coaches make more than 200K a year. But if you like scroll through your Instagram feed and you follow coaches, people really like brag about, I made 200K in my first six months as a coach. And like that irk for me is like, do you even ethically know how to poke around in somebody's subconscious mind to the point that you're six months into your practice and that's how much money you're making? Like, what is your training? And so that's Mm -hmm. where we get into the problem of like, Coaching to me is a behavioral science. And for me, it's rooted in coming from a therapy background and having invested in a lot of spaces where we're looking at psychology and sociology and social justice and uh, like intersectional feminism and all of these things. And I see coaching not dissimilarly to psychotherapy in the impact of what can happen when you're helping someone process the most intimate details of their life and make empowered choices based on finding clarity in those kinds of spaces. And that requires training. And like, that should be like, duh. But I think that there is (laughs) an internet culture of, I did a breathwork facilitator training one time over a weekend and I'm a Reiki level one. And like, now I'm gonna heal you of your entire lineage's trauma. And like people leave those containers harmed. It happens a lot. And I really see my place in the industry. uh, It's kind of twofold. One, rectifying that harm, like looking at, okay, how is coaching a behavioral science tool and how can we help people in the way that this entire industry was actually invented to, to help people? Like that is the point. And then also for me, the, the like business component of it, I see as a tool for looking at larger social constructs. So like white men control 98% of capital wealth. None of us are surprised by that, I'm sure. But if you look at who controls the purse strings and like what gets invested in, it's why we have like lots of different kinds of Viagra, but like not a lot of studies on menopause. And I imagine that a lot of the people who listen to this podcast and that everyone who's in the Zoom room right now, that we're all on the same page of like, we agree about how we need social change and we agree about equity and we agree about uh, deconstructing patriarchy. But like, if we're not actively accumulating wealth, like we're in an echo chamber where we all agree with each other, but resources are not fairly distributed. And so as a business coach, I help people make more money so that we can invest in the kinds of social structures that we want to see. And I see money as the tool that is most needed to kind of confront some of the astrological transits we'll be looking at in the second half of this (laughs) decade. (laughs) And I just love business. Like I love talking about it. I think my chart really speaks to that. And I I really uh, like helping people who were like me, who really wanted to do good in the world and wanted to help people and like wanted to work in a specific industry and then found themselves being like, oh, I hate this or I can't afford this. And to be, to realize you don't have to do it that way just because that's how society told you that you should do it. And so I teach healers and business owners who are, have a, a witchy proclivity because it's just my favorite place and space to play in how to make more money. Wow. Hell yeah. <laughs> do you ever have people come to you that aren't interested in the spiritual woo astrology, which aspect of business and how do yes. you handle that? Yeah. I mean, I've coached a lot of dads and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that non-warlocky dads, it sounds like. 
well, it's funny by the time, like we're done coaching, they sort they're they're like, can I ask you some about this astrology stuff? But like, <laughs> <laughs> cause you know, I meet them in like, if I do a DEI training or like a personal development weekend retreat, like I meet people. And the way that I think about coaching is when you find somebody whose work resonates for you and there is trust there, like you hire them, even if you don't self-identify as a witch. So those mm-hmm. people roll through my community all the time, but like, I'm just as obsessed with astrology as y'all are. So I really like having that as a center part of my personal work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. I've just seen a whole new, like, fo- like group of like dads int- intrigued by astrology, but like, don't know where, maybe that's the next course. It's like, has your dad been thinking about <laughs> dip- dipping their toes I- in their natal chart, but don't know where to begin? Well, here's I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people feel that way where they just like truly don't even know, wouldn't know how to like approach even getting into astrology I know that there's like mm-hmm. the internet and you can search it but I feel like that's like overwhelming and too much information for people but they can mm-hmm. tell that people are into it and like want to know what the what the deal <laughs> is um I yeah I really I really like how you talk about you know um money as the as the tool and a wealth accumulation in a way that is I think empowering and is used for dismantling um, you know, power structures and wealth distribution and equity and all that. And I think that there is like so much the jet, I mean, the, there's the one, the kind of generalized, like, oh, if you're doing something that you care about, you shouldn't also need to be paid for it. This kind of Mm. idea that floats around Mm. for people where it's like, oh, you're already doing something that's, that is intrinsically valuable or intrinsically helpful. How do you like, this mm-hmm. thing uh of of that but i think there also is like i think it's hard to say that you like want to make money or want to have things or or something when you are certainly when you're in this kind of space but also i think just there's such uh like money is bad money is bad money is bad and like how do we kind of push back on that in a way that can be empowering because i think it it has been in a lot of ways but also you're speaking to like who is in control of that and that also like it's not necessarily money itself it is how how it is being wielded to disempower people Mm -hmm. and also julia's just to go off of that too i think just coming back to the woo people that tend to be in your orbit kara too i mean that comes up i feel like a lot when i've talked to our listeners or other people who are maybe just starting an astrology business and it's like how do you charge for magical information or something that feels Mm. like you would just be sharing this with friends or, you know, doing it more of like the traditional witchy, like, no, you just like, there's a reciprocity of like, I don't know, bring me a jar of honey because it's the ancient, I I, I don't like it. I think the, (laughs) the commerce of it was not as it is where we're seeing now with also a year with record inflation and like tons of, you know, look outside your window. Like it's a, it's a weird Mm -hmm. time. Mm-hmm. probably everywhere right now. I So a few things I want to say. I think the first is the idea that you should hate the way that you make money seems very unhealthy. <laughs> like <laughs> that's mm-hmm. because you need it anyway. So like you like be miserable and then do the things that you actually like, but don't ask for compensation. Like that's an interesting belief that I would coach somebody on. Um, I also think too, I the way that a lot of the coaching industry teaches about money, I have a little bit of a different take on. Like, I think that there's this idea of like, 
manifest and like pray to Venus and leave offerings. And then a million dollars will be in your bank account. And I'm like, no, it won't. Like, As somebody <laughs> mm-hmm. who's made a million dollars selling one-on-one coaching, like it was a lot harder than that actually. Um, but money is such a vulnerable and intimate topic for people. And it is so deeply loaded with things that have nothing to do with money, like your parents' opinion about what makes somebody responsible, um, your, the nuances of what's happening in your relationship with your partner, your personal feelings of safety, cultural nuances about like who has had access to money, like women couldn't have credit cards, people of color couldn't have credit cards until the 70s, like that there's so much emotion tied to the topic that I think it makes people feel really uncomfortable to even start to peel that apart because then you have to go look at things that are super cringe and simultaneously like anybody listening who's not grateful for the resources that they do have that have bought them the things that they do like it's like well what's that about like that's probably also a coaching opportunity um then the last piece is we literally need social we need capital to fund social movements. Like the, when we were protesting during 2020, like who bought the masks that had the, the name of the community organizers on the front, like who fed Mm -hmm. the people on the front lines, like who's disseminating and preparing that information, who's funding programs that when people are being released from prison because they sold marijuana in the nineties, that is like rehabilitating those people. Like we need money and to live in the magical universe where we should be in a world where that is not the case. Like I would love to live in that magical universe, but that's spiritual bypassing. Like we're not in that world. And I also don't feel a need to apologize that I like to get $300 facials like I do. (laughs) (laughs) And I built a business model that it's like both are possible. And like, and in my, in my practice, I think it's really important to destigmatize conversations around money, not dissimilarly to like destigmatizing conversations about sex, because the amount of shame and like internalized angst that is happening is honestly like unproductive and unnecessary. And it's not going to get you like, an astrology practice that maybe makes up the the wage that you were uh, making at a job that you didn't even like going to, like mm-hmm. improve your quality of life, donate to mutual aid and like heal your family trauma, like all of that really valuable reason to do some money work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Well, back to, let me, let me show your chart. Cause we've hinted at it. And then this is for the folks also watching on YouTube. You can get a peek. Uh, one second, youtube.com slash what's your sign podcast. So boom. Also we're looking back in our OG, uh, Placidus, which doesn't, I know, I think we've looked at yours and to personally together, Kara and whole sign, but it doesn't change like dramatically much anyways. And this was a a shocking image to see. um, Yeah. But (laughs) seeing it it in Placidus, I'm like, wait, my Jupiter is in the 12th house and sorry. I'm like, I'm like, this is you for me. Still straddling that, still straddling that rising here in a, in a, in a cluster. But I mean, you mentioned like second house stuff. And of course, like we go there a lot with money. I'm curious since you do have, you know, a lot, you're a lot of heavy players here with the sun. Venus and Mercury natally retrograde too, which if you want to touch on that as well, I'm curious if like 
of course we can go to money, but has that, do you have any other like second house thoughts of like mm. beyond, like maybe beyond actual like material possessions or, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm curious if second house like dings any bells that you've like experienced having this be your actual chart. Well, I think having Venus in its fall, I could share a lot of insights that I don't want to, <laughs> but we can, I'll just, I'll say that. Um, but also I think something that I do with my clients, the first thing I do with my clients is have them write their values. And I can't take credit for that idea. It comes from Trudy LeBron, who wrote the anti-racist business book and Brene Brown's book, Dare to Lead. They both have their own individual value exercises. Um, but I think the way that we can measure success, like not actually using profit or not using like number of likes on a post or how many people showed up to your workshop or whatever is to think about congruence with your values and like building mm -hmm. a business that re reflects your values. And so for example, like one of mine is accountability and, you know, being in a helping profession where you're like working with people who are sharing really, really intimate details about themselves, like sometimes there's a miscommunication and sometimes like I fuck up. Sometimes, you know, I say something and it's interpreted in a way that I didn't mean it. And so for me, having the value of accountability, especially working, you know, constantly to deprogram my own indoctrination into white supremacy and such, um, accountability makes me feel safe continuing to do the work, knowing that like, even if I fuck up, it's going to be like rooted in my values, how I handle that. And so I think that that's very like, stellium virgo second house but i also think it's like a good tip for new business owners to clarify your values like are you launching a program because you want to make money or are you launching a program because of the value you want to share with the world and what's the best way to speak to that that really reflects your intention mm -hmm. doing it the second way actually makes you more money if you're just centering the money part it, there's not a lot for other people to dig into and meet you there Mm -hmm. I think it automatically flagged to me like you're this since you're Leo rising, having your son be the ruler, but then also having this like trine from this, you know, cap trap that we talk about with Saturn too. like all those things you were saying made me go like, wait a second, this sounds also very like Saturnian sort of things, right? Of the time resources, accountability, the checking in, like the duty, right? That we can mm. find a lot of the time with Saturn that is of course reinforced with Venus and, and Virgo-y things, but also just had a, the two, six, uh, mm -hmm. uh, dance or communication line right there just felt very like strong as you were talking about it. I think having your work work for you too, is mm. a very, would be like a very kind of like literal interpretation of that <laughs> trying yeah, to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, something else that just came up for me too, I'm rereading Stephen Forrest's, uh, inner sky. And he talks about the second house being, um, the place where we like prove ourselves to ourselves, mm. if that makes sense in that, like oh. it, it is those like tangible skill, like tangible possessions and, and money stuff, but also where we kind of like have where we build self-confidence and show ourselves to be capable there. And I think that that definitely fits for you having that second house selling them and, and then being able to translate that to other people as well in that sixth house kind of service oriented literal work kind of way of being like I have here is here are the things that I have done I have taken this you know risk myself to have my building my own business relying on my own uh kind of knowledge obviously not without 
studying and and <laughs> all of these other kinds of tools and stuff too. But I think um, one can't necessarily be can't give what they don't have to someone mm. either. And I think being able to have that second house stellium of like proving yourself to yourself um, is like an invaluable possession that isn't measurable, but is obviously uh, clear in your work. Gee, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that. I have some second house people that that like Stephen Forrest yet again, it hits mm-hmm. fucking Capricorn think- legend. I think that even talking about, you know, intersectionality and healing family trauma and all that, I mean, the Pluto in the fourth house is the thing that stands out the most to me. Mm. Um, And I think that is really having that home base of being able to start again, see things with fresh eyes, uh, present a different perspective, all of those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Mm. The concept of safety, too, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. I think also is very Pluto fourth of that being like, you know, survival mechanisms and kind of dealing with those things, but also that that's how we like create, create safety, create personal feelings of, of home. You know, what's funny about uh fourth house Scorpio is that my mom is a Scorpio and both of my grandmothers are Scorpios. And then Whoa. all of my great grandmothers are Scorpios. Wait, Whoa. what? Yeah, and then I am Cancer Moon in the twelfth conjunct Chiron, so I feel that very yeah strongly. Wait, that's really wild. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's cool. Because I feel very at home, like in Scorpio energy, for all the ways in which people are like, oh, it can sting, and I'm like. No, they are really in it with you and they mm. will fight for you and like you can rely on them. And like, I have felt their sting, like sure I have, but I very infrequently, like they don't, it's not something that is hurled in people who are self-aware. It's not something that's hurled without due cause. Mm-hmm. It's just grandma's love. Yeah. is what it feels like at the end of, <laughs> at the end of the day it's, it's Scorpios well I, I feel like usually their lashings are you can feel the storm brewing but when it is a random attack it is like truly the most random oh yeah like, lock in like ever I do think those are more rare but probably going to also happen to someone they're more comfortable with than like a stranger or something like if there are those Scorpio stinger lashings I think Scorpio values family too. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, a friendship Scorpio could be different. A relationship Scorpio is definitely different than, you know. So it <laughs> it is like depending, I think, on the relationship and how they like what they hold dear. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. Where I think like, I don't know, on a different sort of Marsy tip, like Aries can go, you know, I, um, I Julie, I was meaning to tell you this. So we've like me and Pablo have had interactions sometimes with like random weirdos in Pablo will literally say, I wish Steve was here. Maybe this is also with his Aries moon. Like, cause he would just say what we like are thinking about this. Yes. Rant, like random where I think a Scorpio is like, they don't deserve, I don't know them and they're not, uh, why would I even waste my time if I moving on? It's true. That is true because I'm Scorpio Mercury and he's Aries Mercury. And that is absolutely mm. the same where I'm like, he's saying it and I'm going like this, per- this person, absolutely not. I would, ne- <laughs> I would never say it mm-hmm. <laughs> not because I'm not thinking it or because I think it's like wrong to say it, but I'm like, they don't even deserve, they might laugh at this mm. and I don't want them to even enjoy the, 
the the sting. <laughs> you get no. Wow, free that's very Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even deserve my venom. But I like um, that Pluto in the fourth as that. I think it can get I'm so doomy of like your whole family will die, and it's like, mm-hmm. or you could be just radically transforming resilient our relationship to our deep root shit. Yeah. And I think, you know, for everybody listening, we all have uh, complicated family narratives, but I would say that, yeah, I come from a long line of some like very, very Scorpio fourth house theme shit that Mm -hmm. happened. And Mm -hmm. I think it, it, it definitely helps my work because we were talking about, I'm doing a free class series. And one of them is how does your childhood trauma show up in your business? And I, I think a lot of people I work with, they don't even realize that it's like an inner child piece. Like they're afraid of being seen on social media because of an inner child piece, or like they're afraid of success because of an inner child piece. They're afraid of failure because of an inner child piece. And like, you don't think about it that much. You're just like, Oh, that feels uncomfortable. I don't want to go there. Or it feels too scary. I don't want to go there, but it really roots back to like somebody telling you you were stupid in the second grade or like what it meant to be successful or seen or visible that might not have been safe in your family. And none of us should have our inner children running our business operations. So I actually really enjoy doing that work with people. Otherwise they'll start wearing double trench coats and highly on top of each other and they can't even take out appropriate loans. It's just, it'll be a whole mess. Well, it's a good reminder that everyone has Pluto somewhere in their chart. And I think that Mm. those things of like, those things are there, whether you're dealing with them or not. Some people, because of where it's at, have probably had to confront it a little bit more directly and are in more of a working relationship with it, perhaps. But that doesn't mean that you don't have Pluto messing with you or ruling, still ruling your life. It's that powerful force that's that's there, whether we're conscious of it or not. So we might as well figure it out. You know, (laughs) I like this, too. And there's not any way to like uh, fact check this or do this. But I think that being coming from that long line of Scorpios and then having this Leo rising and then also being a Virgo feels very appropriate to me because I think that that like Scorpio support uh, almost because they're square to each other, but almost like facilitates a a Mm. Leo rising emergence. And then of course the kind of like mythic, uh, idea that Virgo and Scorpio were once the same sign, but also a different kind of thing. And, and a lot of your talk about wanting to kind of heal generational, um, patterns and things like that, and kind of having that self-sufficient, it's like a break in the pattern, but still of the, of the lineage. Thank you. Everything you're saying to me today feels just like, so I'm really receiving it well. I- <laughs> Good. Well, I, I'm glad you brought the Leo rising too. And also we can get, to, we can get to the cancer moon um, if we want to fo- big three focus, yes. but there's a lot to go on. I also stopped screen sharing because I like to see faces, but I can pull it up at any time. Just, but I know we have the charts independently, but I think too, that come, what comes up a lot in astrology and probably in business coaching is purpose, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'm sure it's probably been said at some point in this recording, but the nodes, you know, on a very like stereotypical algebraic, like the North node can point to this purpose that might not be visible to us or is like, we're unlocking it or what have you, where South node is things that we can really rely on comes, comes easily. And yeah, I mean, you have your these nodes are like right straddling the ascendant and descendant mm-hmm. just thoughts of living with that has that has is there mm. I felt like when you were talking first 
first up and really explaining what you do, I was just hearing so much Aquarius North Node stuff. Like it was very yeah. Aquarian. <laughs> I <laughs> like feel in, that. In I feel that so ways. strongly. Yeah. No, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Well, I think I'm, I'm all, even in my Aquarian North Node, I'm like, how can I make this valuable to people in their own life as I share about myself, which feels very like the South North Node. The access. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I, 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 I would imagine that for a lot of people with Leo rising, like astrology for me was such a healing language of understanding the wound of too muchness of being mm. like, I'm not too much. I just have Jupiter on my ascendant and Leo. like, <laughs> I, I can't help myself. Like, <laughs> I don't mean to be like that, you know? And I think that there, there's something about like Leo rising's bigness and um, like grandioseness that for some people is like off-putting and for other people is like star quality. But my internal experience of that was like triggering people just by being who I am and then mm. feeling ashamed that like I should turn down, turn it down a notch. Like I should yeah. be more mm -hmm. quiet. It's like a childhood, you know, middle school wound that comes up still. And then having this language of astrology is like, no, like you have a big, you have a big personality, like it is what it is. <laughs> but I think what I've found in my work with the Aquarius North node, I fucking love Aquarius. It's also my seventh house. Like a lot of my best friends and like my partner, like there's like heavy Aquarius placements and yeah, maybe just like fixed people. Cause I love me some Taurus too. I just love fixed, fixed energy. It <laughs> makes me feel safe. It makes me feel like I can rely on you. What I see is what I get. Like, you're going to tell me how it is. Like, that's how I feel around fixed energy. Um, but my business really started because I had a, like a full moon club that I was running in New York city that took off during the pandemic. And at that time we were like raising money for mutual aid. And there were like hundreds of people coming every month. And that was with Colin. It was with Colin. Yeah. Uh, and pass, two pass. other facilitators. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and also such a great example of Leo rising. I think Colin is a great example of Leo rising, but <laughs> we had this, like this moment where we were just raising money every month for a different charity. And it really connected me to like the bigger purpose of the work. Because when I became a coach, it really was like, can't afford to be a social worker. How can I make more money more quickly? I like this. I want to talk to people about their lives. It wasn't like deeper than that. And I think that the Aquarius North node, um, and like what we are reckoning with in our society today and like what, we all want to see happen in the world like is the point of my business ultimately mm -hmm. and I think like that that having that space like showed that to me and I'm really grateful for that and then the Leo rising becomes a tool of like yeah I don't really have a problem like sharing my opinion on the internet even if people think it's like silly or too much or not for them like okay be wrong about me like I don't care like I'm fine being open and I don't care what people know about like I can use that as a force through which I like propagate the message mm -hmm. so it is helpful thank you for listening to our free episodes of what's your sign since you're into us we'd love if you'd support us help support what's your sign by going to patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast for about the same price of buying us a cup of coffee that we split three ways, your financial support helps us create this podcast and supporting us on Patreon will get you bonus episodes, access to our Discord, and other great perks. Plus, 
you will truly have a sense of pride knowing that you have directly contributed to making this podcast possible. If What's Your Sign has improved your life, it's taught you something, it's added value, then please consider joining us on Patreon. Even though this is a ton of fun to do, it doesn't mean it's not work. And your contribution really helps make that work possible. We love making this show and we want to keep doing it as much and as often as possible. And we can't do that without your help. Help keep us indie and help keep us putting out the episodes you look forward to every Monday. If now is not the right time to join, no sweat. There's other ways to support us. Follow us on social media at What's Your Sign Podcast on Instagram. Make sure to turn our post notifications on. Check us out on Twitter at What's Y-R Sign underscore pod. And yeah, we're on TikTok at What's Your Sign Podcast. The link to join our Patreon and all the links to our social media accounts are in the show notes. Thank you so much for your support. We'll see you over on our Patreon. You saying about like middle school stuff, I never thought about middle school or like just elementary, like when you're in school with so many people, but it just made me zoom out and of how much different astrological energy is in the same room with all these kids, but also most likely you're the same, like, you know, the generational, like your Saturn and outer planets, like you're all still like under the same rules, but then there's just. Yeah, of course, some people are going to think you're too loud or, or this person's too quiet or this person's, you know, weird or a booger eater or all the above or whatever. And that'd be that's it's it's just I don't know. I, I think I'm just having this. This is maybe a South Node third house revelation, right? I'm like, wow, like schools, it's like a lot of energy in there. Like I, I'm imagining for teachers like they have to. A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. 
and any Wu based teachers must have to like cleanse or like put a protective or because that's just a lot of people too, like in your space. And it'd be strange if everybody liked you or us or, you know. I think I, that's like why they structure school the way that they do is like mm-hmm. so teachers can have breaks from groups of whatever and like <laughs> lunchtime, like where, you know, like go pee, run it out. Yeah. Like all of those kind of things where it's like, yes, of course, we need to be educated on like physical health and education and like nutrition and all of those kind of things. But I think it really is more about like even if you're not into astrology, like how difficult yeah. it is to be in a room like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and especially if like the room is like loves to be loud and playful and like I'm just having flashbacks of like very class clowny fourth grade groups and then a more serious sixth grade where the math groups and it's like, oh, it's we're all in different audiences right now. It feels like an early introduction of having an audience is being in school. Or even just knowing that, like, I was in my first job when I moved to New York for the grad school that I dropped out of, I was a nanny. And when I did her chart, it gave me so much under, she's Scorpio rising Taurus and she's so shy. And it was so hard for her to talk to strangers. And then I looked at her chart and I was like, oh, that's why, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll, nur- we'll nurture, we'll nurture you, nurture you out. <laughs> I think that the midheaven and Aries is another thing that I think people, because often I think you're told like you should own your own business or you mm. should, you should be a leader in whatever way. And I think you're such a nice example of how to do that in relationship to other people, because I think people think of that as like being very lonely and like Mm. there is a lot of pressure on you financially you're not like splitting the burden with people it's your business like it's your you know the you do have to take some of the criticism as it comes of things that you have created yourself but I think that like having something where you're actually engaging with others really fits the Aquarius North Node part and then having it be your thing really fits the midheaven too even yeah even though they're not like in perfect harmony or whatever it still works Mm -hmm. I feel quite aggressive on accident often it's like I think my (laughs) I'm also a manifester right so like I like I had a client yeah in human design I had a client once be like you trigger me in a good way and I think it's yeah it's like I'm not meaning to but I have a closed aura I go into a space it like presses on other people's auras I have like a lot of Jupiter on the ascendant Aries midheaven like from Long Island like I just can't (laughs) (laughs) you know it's just like it's a vibe um but I I I wanted to say to your point too like I don't think entrepreneurship is for everybody like and and in a good way I think that's the point of astrology is some people really want to be on a team and some people want to be in a community that they have created and get to lead. Like I have a group mastermind that it's small group. And like, I host people in my home and I love that, like to get to see them form friendships and collaborate 
and that I do get to be surrounded by people. But ultimately, yeah, I'm the one I have, you know, a couple contracted employees, but like, I'm the one that's like making the decisions and I don't have to ask anybody for it. That's very much in my chart. Like it may, I think it makes sense that I'm like that for somebody else. They might not be like that. And like entrepreneurship is fucking hard. Like you have to get out of bed and want to do it every day. And especially on the days that you really don't want to do it, but you have to do it anyway. And I think like that doesn't have to be your journey. And we live in such an interesting time right now where you can make a salary from the gig economy in a way that could replace, if you want autonomy, but not necessarily entrepreneurship, like this, it's a very flexible universe of ways to like make money and using your chart to understand how and why the way that you want to do it is supporting who you are mm -hmm. as a person and your values mm -hmm. and your energetic bandwidth and the way in which you like to relate to people is really valuable. And I like with my clients who want me to like, I reference their charts all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think too, with the Aries midheaven, like sometimes every single person, whatever you have is going to have to do a leadership task at some point in their life, school, work, whatever it is, you're going to be, if you're like, doing well or like if you're mm -hmm. good at stuff people are going to ask you to lead them in some way or lead a group or speak at a thing or do whatever in some way or another and I know that's a really uncomfortable thing for people and so I think just looking at those other places in the chart to see what support you have for say you don't want to be an entrepreneur but you do have to lead a workshop at work or whatever what are the things that you can do to support yourself and make I guess like those connections and make it about it doesn't have to be about you you can talk about other people you can talk about concepts you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well I mean the Gemini Mars of it all in the 11th house just felt very like pings activated of you have to bring in a lot of people and of course back to the school subject of like and not everything's gonna fit or be in that way and um related but unrelated example like I've looked at someone's chart before and it's like oh my god all this 10th house sun mercury venus like it's so up here like what do you do and they're like I'm the most afraid introvert that's ever existed and it's like that's cool maybe it's more writing you know like that's cool maybe it's like sharing there's something big being asked of you like it, mm -hmm. it'd be hard to not share that right like because we can and we're here to interpret this and just kind of be these relayers of the information and, and interpreting that as it is but like some this if you wanted to go that way it could just it could be big or it could be something that's really you know gives you some power I think the authority thing too I know it kind of mm. popping around but 10th house is organizational too which often is behind mm. the scenes I mean talking about you know creating mission statements and creating like yeah uh, uh you know promotion like path and all the of those plan things. those are big things that companies need a person to do and they're not necessarily something that you're like hey guys like blah, blah, blah. like you could mm -hmm. be doing quietly yeah mm -hmm. it's like steering the ship not being like the mermaid on the front of the ship yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> I, do that. I mean yeah like I'll, you want to be the mermaid I mean, who doesn't want to be the mermaid yeah. someone wants to be the you want to be the wooden mermaid or do you want to be the captain you know, steering the okay. steering the boat, who's again like responsible for the direction, but isn't necessarily the literal the front of the thing. But I think it's yes. that yeah, direction oriented and mission driven. This is all visible, all of these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Well, what I want to share 
that I, I want to protect privacy, but Stevie and I have a mutual friend and we are both Leo rising Virgo sun. And she is like such a badass brains operation. I'm not going to share the company, but like brains operation behind increasing the profitability of the company that she works for to like $30 million. And like the way in which she executes the marketing, but it's like, she's not the one in the Instagram graphic advertising the company. She constructed the marketing mm -hmm. plan and mm -hmm. we have very similar charts, but like her Scorpio moon, like, you know, there's a different there, conjunct Pluto. There's like a slight, a slight difference. And like, my thing was to be the face, like she doesn't have Jupiter on the ascendant. My thing was to be the face of what I was building. And her thing was to build and execute something that has made 30 times more the, the money that I have, but it was like not her face on it. So mm -hmm. both can, and she loves it. Like she mm -hmm. loves doing it too. Well, I think there's the like astrology a, power. Yeah. You lead it in different ways. I think there's something, I think maybe it's just like the internet and stuff now too, but I do think there is just that like pressure to be all things at all, all levels, especially if you're wanting to like do things for yourself or do things that are feeling again, this kind of idea. And maybe this is me projecting and not, not anything else that anyone feels, but the, that idea of like, well, if you want it to be something that it's like, because I'm good at this and because it is fortifying to me, then I kind of have to be the one to put this out there or be the face of it or something like that. Yeah. And I think that it's, it is always helpful for people to hear that there are roles in places where you can be doing a thing that is absolutely suited to what you're doing and the more you kind of can le lean into oh I actually really like these parts the more you kind of are finding the, the the places where you can really second house kind of like prove yourself to yourself sort of things mm. uh like in that where it's like yeah it's always going to maybe feel kind of if it's feeling kind of bad doing it this way maybe it's because it feels bad doing it that way and that's okay it's not because you're not like good at it or whatever it's because you don't like that part yeah. Mm. As a Taurus, I always love to hear there's roles in places. <laughs> <laughs> like people should be, ha I mean, honestly, yes. my business exists because I wanted to be happy doing the work that I was doing. And I wanted part, part of my happiness was contingent on impact. So like it, that doesn't have to be what it is for you. That's the Aquarius North node. Right. But like, mm -hmm. I think when people use their charts to understand themselves, with compassion, not like, oh, I have a stellium in my seventh house. Like, oh, this is so hard, whatever. They use it in a damning way. Like that makes me sad. It's not that like having a cancer moon, the 12th, listen, like it is hard to have cancer moon, the 12th, even though the moon is ruled by cancer. Like I find that a difficult placement and it is like so generative. Like it is so it's the biggest water placement I have. Like, thank God I have it. It makes me more empathetic. Um, and so to use that information and design a life that empowers you, I mean, that's why my business exists is to help people do that. Mm -hmm. Speaking mm -hmm. of learning about yourself through others, shall we play a game? Yes. <laughs> do it. Let's game. Um, Kara, have you, made, have you played Mary Fuck Kill before? Yes, but for whatever reason, I'm nervous about the speed of my answers doing it in this way. Oh, no, don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Hey, about don't it. worry. We got you. This is a supportive environment. I was going to say, of all things to not be afraid of, it's the speed of the answers. We yeah. really <laughs> mull over them uh, okay. quite deeply. Okay. But this is a, 
really good group. I maybe we haven't played with these placements before. Of course, just a reminder: Virgo Sun, Cancer Moon, Leo Rising. Two big three twins. Because a lot Ooh. of times with celebrities, we don't always have their birth time. So we're gonna play two rounds: one with Virgo Sun, Cancer Moon celebs; one with Virgo Sun, Leo Risings. So oh, fun. <laughs> so let's start with the Virgo Sun, Cancer Moons, and I'm gonna include one of your big three twins in this. We are gonna play with. Keanu Reeves, Adam yeah. Sandler, and your big three twin, Nicole Richie. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a, a, quite the group. I mean, obviously, Mary Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I mean, he's a, this is a hot prized person in this, in this, in this lineup. I'm going to be thinking about marrying Keanu Reeves for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but the, the, the remainder is it's difficult because mm-hmm. I, I think I, um, I think I would, um, yeah, I think <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. No. You guys, oh, hey. <laughs> I think that I would have to fuck Adam Sandler and kill Nicole Richie. Oh, okay. okay. I'm doing the same exact, so don't feel weird about it. I know he's a Republican, but oh, I, forget. I forget that um, Fuck. But he's a Republican Adam Sandler yeah I think he's been yeah. he's like an OG I don't think I don't, he's Trumpy I don't think he's, he's Trumpy no he's not either. Trumpy but still it is still something like, you know I, I just, it's it's pushing me off of marrying him that's what I'll say <laughs> is I feel like we're politically different I do yeah. want to be part of the Sandler family of film Thing. Yeah, you want to be in that new bat mitzvah movie? I do. I want to be in grown up seventeen. I want to be in the worst one. I don't care which one, you know, like whatever. But um, Mrs. Yeah. Deeds, the sequel. Yeah, a hundred percent. I don't think that Nicole Richie would be that fun in bed. Like she, she has very pillow princess vibes to me. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> if it was Mary, I would maybe go towards marry her because she, like. The family connections and the like, you know, all of the glam and glitz, but I can't give up Keanu in that way. So it just ended yeah. up working out that way for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, when you said Mary Nicole Richie, I just remembered that I watched like an architectural digest, uh, like walkthrough of her home and she I does have those. a beautiful home. <laughs> and it fun. is very, She's I know, fun. I know she is fun. I know the simple life was great. Her. I mean, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that video of her lighting her hair accidentally on fire when she's blowing out her birthday candles last year, just <sighs> insane. Keanu she, is also from a wealthy family though. Let's like, oh, yes. he, you know, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Keanu is like very obviously the hottest, like sexiest, most desirable love, person yeah. in this list of people. <laughs> we love yes. who doesn't like if you think if you're like, oh, I don't like Keanu. It's like you don't have to be contrarian. It's OK. We all like Keanu, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I. Wow. I mean, I think that I think we have we might have a right answer. But also, but then yeah. I, now I'm like, do I want to fuck Adam Sandler? This is the question. Yeah, well, no, no, it, because, I know, it's hard. No, this is all because this is hard I. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I do. I mean, I do. I guess. <laughs> Dude, Adam Sandler's hot. Or like, I mean, if I could pick the era as well, you know, we, there's no time yeah. is not real in this. He still They're, looks good. Yeah. He still looks good. But I mean, but yeah. like, I'm sorry, Billy Madison, yeah. like, yeah. destroying yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. 
absolutely i for okay all right yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna concede gonna, i'm gonna consent gonna fuck the sand <laughs> are you sure yeah Isn't i'm gonna consent cancer son too no he's Vir- virgo no, virgo. oh duh, duh, I, just, duh, duh, duh. I yeah. felt like he would be like fun to have sex with like oh it would be funny and like kind of mm-hmm. playful and like yeah 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 that was no the, the, I, the reasoning i i feel you and i do think we know you didn't pick him because he's a republican <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm just remembering now even more like adam sandler based uh like important memories and stuff too and i'm like i gotta fuck sandman he's they given he's have- given me too much also to not to be like no i'm not Here gonna fuck adam sandler come on they like, all for sure have great homes and money yeah you know this is and a his, top his, top three his, yeah, i like yeah. love everybody in this he's group. gonna have a like bomb <laughs> chef that's gonna cook for you in the morning you're getting the uber home like they the, all will i think you're gonna get the a good treatment <laughs> i mean you're imagining a very specific set of circumstances around which the fucking happened that was not how i thought about it when <laughs> i thought about how i would fuck adam sandler but i wasn't sure how explicit i was allowed to be slash oh, yeah. how it would impact my business to be like True. as explicit as I'm potentially <laughs> thinking about it. True. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll we'll do a Patreon where we just talk about all the things we would do. What would what would fuck Mary Kill and literally how <laughs> or, or different and the different the Adam Sandler characters? Can, can I just do the how I'm going to kill the person? I feel like that's more fun <laughs> yeah, for me. That's what I mean. I'm like whichever whichever one is the most vivid for you. Feel free to go into detail. <laughs> all right, guys. I have. I think okay. I'm gonna fuck Keanu. He seems okay. sweet, but a little too mellow for a married life. I think I'm gonna marry Nicole mm-hmm. Richie, and I would I like to fuck Adam Sandler once before I kill him. That- <laughs> sure, that could be involved in how you do it. How I yeah, <laughs> how I lure him, how I lure him. I mean, Nicole Richie is just the, again. I love everyone. I don't want to kill anyone. I'd like to fucking marry them all. But, I mean, yeah. I would like access to the House of Harlow wardrobe, but I sure. wouldn't fit into any of House her clothes. Yeah, that's that. I mean, honestly, that is a that is a problem for me. And my new <laughs> sister in law is Cameron Diaz. Are you fucking kidding me? If the universe hey. is still happening, we're we're good, Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, yes. anyways, you, 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 um, some <laughs> other Virgo Sun Cancer moons that we could have played with are Mark Anthony, Leah Michelle, Rachel Bilson, Ryan Felipe, Lisa Vanderpump, Melissa McCarthy, Barry White, Ed Begley Jr., Van Morrison, Stella McCarty, Mystical, and Werner Herzog. Okay. That's a great, okay. It was a fucking a great. list. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and wow. I think I like that. Leah Michelle is also Leo Rising. Oh, she is? I didn't have her Yeah, and I have a deep resonance energetically to like the perception of how people think she's like, People like to talk shit about Lee Michelle. They think she's like mm-hmm. kind of annoying. My best friend's husband, when I told him we had the same astrology, he was like, Yeah, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we don't hang out with best friends' husbands. Yeah, I was like, hey. <laughs> Got issues with those. Uh, and then um, another big three match who we didn't play with, um, kind of throwback is Ronaldo, world renowned brazilian footballer so you're in good company uh this next group is virgo sun leo risings only we're gonna play with blake lively nick jonas and tajari p henson 
Mm, well, Nick Jonas also has diabetes and so do I. So that's okay. Wow. Love okay. match right there. Yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> but I would not want to break up his situation with Priyanka. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that's your pickup line at first? Like, hey, Nick, heard you have diabetes. Guess what? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> or like at a fangirl at a concert, like, like I have diabetes. I don't know. I don't know like, if there's like diabetes lingo that you could use of like, shall they? Okay, I was gonna make like a bad sugar joke. I'm leaving. Oh, all right, refer to the floor back Kara. I mean, that's hard. I don't want to kill any of these people. They don't deserve it. One's gotta go. Well, I think one could deserve it. Wait, wow. who? Wow. Maybe I'm going. I okay. I'll start. I think I'm gonna <laughs> kill Nick Jonas. I just feel nothing towards him. I don't know any. I'm not a Joe bro. Um, actually do like the new song Waffle House. We can okay. talk about that at a different point in time. <laughs> Blake Lively is hot, but I just saw like a tweet thread about this. It's like, you know, like the hot girls men say that are like green flags, red flags, and neutral. To me, she's yes. like a red flag crush. I'm like, oh, do you just want someone like hot and I presume a little boring? um mm. but who knows i also didn't watch um whatever the big show gossip girl gossip girl uh, yeah i don't have much ties obviously marrying tajari like top person to me in this group but i will fuck i'll fuck blake lively because i'll be one of those bros that's like well we'll bang and i'll yeah i'll get rid of the, there's enough brother jonas brothers i hear there's even more that aren't even in the group <laughs> so we can rotate them in I'm going to do the same, I think. Taraji P. Henson is like a, a amazing actress, mm-hmm. I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I love, loved human. Yeah, I love her style. And like, I think, I don't know. I think that she is like an actor's actor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she would do theater and stuff. I think that's cool. Um, <laughs> and then... I the reason I'm gonna kill the Jonas brother is because I when you said it I didn't know which one it was <laughs> and okay, so then yeah. I'm like I, it then I can't you know really be involved and then mm-hmm. who doesn't want to fuck like li- Blake Lively you know she's hot I feel like hot. I would I think I would kill Blake Lively okay, okay. like fair enough and not and not right? because I want to but because I've been put in this position where I have to kill one of them yeah. and I love Nick Jonas he has a diabetes charity I work with <laughs> hey. it's called beyond type one you should donate to them um, but I would fuck him and yeah I'll, I think we're all on the same page god about. the Jonas brothers really look alike like it's he's the one I thought it was, but he also looks like the other two. He is, I would say, the best looking and the most talented of the bros. Okay, as a as someone who did have a a moment, you a did bro, a Joe Bro moment. Yeah, it was like a thing. I mean, not like a real. Not I didn't like go to shows, and I wasn't really. I just like we like bought the album. One of the songs was like funny. I started listening to it as like an ironic, like this is funny mm-hmm. and this is like whatever like camp rock time um and then i the new album came out and i was like actually this song burning up is like a friggin bomb oh okay? yeah it's good burning up slaps and whatever record that was on i'm i'm a fan of and it also i have a younger sister and so it was like mm, a thing okay. to talk about high schoolers with you know 
Um, you but guys Joy gotta Drew... check out the single Waffle House. It is <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I'll listen. I'll listen. Um, but at the same time, I also, you know, don't really the per- personally, I don't have that much of a connection. But I'm for sure gonna marry. Okay, I'm marrying Taraji. Obviously, again, we're all married. No question. Taraji. No question. Yeah. Um, that's a wife right there. Yeah. Lock me up. Um, <laughs> Lock her up <laughs> with Tajari. I am. I can't decide who I have less connection with because I also feel nothing towards Blake Lively. And it's and I agree with the like not not a green flag. I just she's like one of those people to me that I I'm just like okay, like she just she's just there, mm-hmm. but she is hot. But so I mean. Okay, this is when we were playing the last round and, and I was talking about the how and I was like, how explicit can I get? Yes. I feel like I'm bordering up against that again, but I want to say it anyway. I've always been curious about hooking up with another diabetic person because one of the side <laughs> yes. effects of diabetes is um, obviously high blood sugar content, which impacts the way you smell and the way you taste that I've like received like, feedback okay. about. And I've been curious to test on somebody else. Hell yeah. Hey, uh, that's as good a reason as yeah, I was like, this is for I'm science. Here, I'm here fucking Blake Lively for a soccer team. So, you know, <laughs> I, think, I think your thing has way more heart also, to yeah, it. Also, you know? the way you just presented that info was very Virgo. It was like, scientifically yeah. speaking, yeah. my cum tastes different. So, <laughs> well, just like, if, if we go camping, like, bugs won't bite you because, like, I taste sweeter. So, I'm like having a citronella mm-hmm. candle around, like, they just attack me so because like and it yeah there's like a side effect if you're in dka which is like way 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 too high sugar that you start smelling like fruit um wow Wow. yeah so i'm just i'm curious i've always been curious i love that well you're that dick the call the calls out (laughs) now let's swap swap fruity diabetics slide into my dms (laughs) no please don't i take that back i take it back i take it back i didn't say that we absolutely do not um i i still think god now you brought up the soccer team too i don't know why this is such a hard one for me because they feel both they both soccer team um ryan reynolds yeah they own a soccer team. Well, he oh. owns it with yeah. whatever, but with- she is like there all the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. She, you know, he I think- owns it with the guy from Sunny. Yeah. It's oh. always Sunny. Yeah. Oh, okay. I-, I do think I am going to then fuck Blake Lively. Um, I just, a drummer. I have to go with my own. This is a now, this is a the coin flip or whatever. Mm-hmm. A drummer front man is a bad person. And I have to, I have to live by my own. I have to live and die by my own rule, and that means Nick Jonas has to go. Um, <laughs> so, Mary Taraji, fuck Blake, kill Nick. Sorry. So, mode it be. Thought through that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a rapid fire. Yeah. yeah. Sort of situation here. This is a uh, 
well researched. Yeah, yeah. This I'll is a place. Over. This is a place to test out philosophies. Okay, this mm-hmm. is not about. This is not about who the people. This is about how do we how do we make decisions? How do we make impossible decisions? You know. Yeah, it's a really mm-hmm. smart way to do it. <laughs> yeah. We talk about we talk about killing all three celebrities <laughs> so that they never want to come on our podcast. Hang on, this is this is a little wild. Two quick things, and these can't change your answers. They're locked in. Sorry, yeah. just this is the facts. All are Earth moons. This group of Leo rising. Wow. Nick Jonas with the Taurus moon. Blake Lively with the Virgo moon with that Virgo sun, and then Tajar, Tajar, Taraji Taraji with the um, Cat moon. Cat moon. Well, wow. aren't we glad we're marrying her? Yeah, then? yeah. That and this release is on her birthday. Okay. And okay. okay. Wow. <laughs> we love you. I think we all again. We all and love two Taraji. days before my birthday. How fun. Yes. Yes. It's love. meant to be OTP. Love it. Well, thank yeah. you for thank you for being such a good sport with this game, Kara. Um <laughs> <laughs> thanks for inviting me to play. Yes. <laughs> and thank you. It wasn't you. as hard as I thought. Yes, you did, you did great. That was a fantastic performance, and um, you should be proud. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on. Um, you mentioned we do have a course coming up. Tell mm-hmm. people where they can find your course. And, yes. Yeah. So follow me on Instagram at Karakovex Coaching. I'm sure it'll be linked in the show notes. And there is a series of free classes, How to Be a Business Badass That Sells with Soul. We're going to be going over ethical sales which I think if you are a coach, please come take it because likely your coaching certification program taught you something that is directly oppositional to your moral values. And my mission is to change that. It's a free class series. You can sign up at the link in my bio and I'll send it to y'all as well. And then it is a lead in to business, Witch, which is a self-guided self-paced course. It's going to teach you money work around entrepreneurship, protecting your clients, sovereignty, trauma-informed care, intersectional feminism in work and uh, clarifying your mission and your client concept. And it's under a thousand dollars, write it off as a business expense and use it to go make more money, please. Uh, you can find that at karakovax.com slash course. And I will also send you the link to put in the show notes. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. And listen to Business Witch Podcast. Follow Kara on socials, which of course will all be linked here. Thank you so much for coming oh, on. Thank this you. was wonderful. Thank you, and thank you guys for listening. Uh, we love you and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign? Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast, on Twitter at what's yr sign underscore pod, and TikTok at what's your sign podcast. For business opportunities, advertising, or commission readings, email us, what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Loken, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chenu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.